I'm Courtney. I'm Joe. And, and this, this is, is Courtney, Courtney and Joe, Joe Spoil, Spoil Everything. everything. Cancun, baby. We are back with Last Man on Earth, episode dos. We're going to Mexico. Yeah, I. it was so funny because I like how they're like, we're the last people on Earth. So let's just go for like a nice resort vacation <laughs> to live our lives. Like, I don't think Mexico is like the land of like splendor where you... I didn't get that, did you? No, I didn't. I don't know why they went, but you got to think climate but then again it's like hot as balls there you know what i mean so hot and it's like they're gonna pick up a bunch of goats and then head to cancun it's like well what kind of element are they gonna live in yeah (laughs) (laughs) don't really get where the goats fit in besides like giving milk and stuff like the in meat i think that's it but like yeah sustainability yeah but it seemed it it just seemed weird it's like you think of mexico like you think of cancun you're like okay i'm gonna go stay at a resort like all that that's non-existent right yeah i'm sure there's not like a ton of margarita mix left left hanging right. down there you know what i mean <laughs> right i think Such that's what they, he was kind of referring to at the end of the episode and we'll talk about it when he's talking like he's like time to grow up and plant some roots and stuff and we'll talk about that yeah. later but you know maybe that's they were getting that vegas vibe on the way down yeah i think so i think so uh yeah go ahead and hit me up with why this was canceled well so Will Forte, who was obviously the star and the creator, suspected that season five would be its last. Um, but our friends at Fox, who, you know, do us dirty on often, just uh, can- <laughs> canceled it in season four. So here we're left hanging on an epic cliffhanger, basically. Typical. Yeah. I mean. Typical buttholes. I, I know we're always picking on Fox, but do is anyone who listens to the series notice a pattern like <laughs> serial serial like i cancel it yeah just pieces of crap and, but they'll keep like like give me a garbage show that's on fox that's been on for like ever like roseanne okay first and foremost the second the second the reboot of roseanne, fight, the Connors. first of all it's on abc so you're all wet there and it's a great show <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm wet in the water. <laughs> like I'm thinking, like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Of course, I've never seen that, but it just seems no. Silly. It's actually good. Okay. Um, I don't know because I don't watch Fox because everything I, I like will cancel because they're pieces of shit. Right, right. So I mean, I think the only thing I watch on there is the Mass Singer, which is garbage. So, um, which, which is you know. Let's. Oh, the Last Man Standing with Tim Allen. Why is that still going? But did that switch stations? No, it's on here. I'm 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 looking at Fox's lineup. Master but Chef. But, but what I'm saying is, didn't it start on like CBS or something? Didn't it switch networks? Oh, I have no idea. So it's not like they kept it. You know what I mean? Like they suck. Yeah, give me. Shout oh me yeah, out a they made more the Mask Singer into I can see your voice. Yep, and the Mask Dancer. Game of Talents. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing? I think that. Um, I think that game shows, if you want to call those that contestant type shows, are more their bread and butter because. They just throw series against the wall. I don't know. Uh, well, Simpsons has been on Fox forever, obviously. Yeah, Bob's Burgers. But that's a which, Bob's Burgers, which is great. They came out with a new show called Great North as Nick Offerman in it. Haven't really got into it, but uh, also they have 911, which is good, but they'll probably cancel that right when it's going to get good. Right. I, that's what I mean. And they did, uh, what is it, Lone Star 911 too or something like that? Or yeah, it was a spinoff with, so uh, with Rob Lowe. Lowe. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know, Joe, why don't we ever tune in? It's so funny, but yeah, those are our friends. They canceled in season four. Um, this show overall was kind of middle of the road, I would say, as far as ratings go. Like, it has 85% on Rotten Tomatoes. I guess, I guess that's kind of what I would expect, right? Yeah, you got to think these people that are in it have, like, a niche audience that's very loyal to them. Kind of like the Concords and uh, mm-hmm. Portlandia. Like, yep. they like these weird, quirky people have all these, yep. like, weird, also weird, quirky people that follow them. Right, right. So I think that's the audience you're getting. Um, I was going to read uh, one rating who... We're super pumped about this show. Um, In this guy's review, he said, this show totally nailed it as a post-apocalyptic comedy. Eerily accurate and even prophetic from the first seconds to the very end. A must-see. Tandy, who is Phil. Yeah, I I was going to say that. It's so weird. I didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Tandy beefed up, beefed it over and over again. But despite his many stupid mistakes, he always managed to do the right thing in the end. Well, maybe. And that's the big takeaway. In tragedy, there can be laughter and darkness light. And in the least likely of men, something truly unique. Not to mention the other zany characters throughout the show. I watch every episode multiple times. So funny. Would really like to see more episodes. I could see that. Like, it's kind of like, because you and I had some big laughs in the first one. I had some big laughs in this one. Yeah. Oh, I did too. There are some good ones. Yeah. I mean, that was a really good, like, review Will Forte just wrote on wherever you found that. (laughs) It's somebody named Chris. So. <laughs> Alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> so it reminds me of this joke that Aziz Azari tells in one of his stand specials. He goes, you want to know who loves the TV show Vegas? Josh Duhamel. And y'all don't know who that is? Because <laughs> y'all don't know you don't watch Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> he was the star of, oh my God, we should do that show. I've never seen it, but I love Josh Duhamel. That's the point. You know I love Josh Duhamel. <laughs> yeah. I Like, was that one season or a couple seasons? I don't know. We should do that one because I've never seen it either. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, it it went on for five years. It went five seasons. Oh, my God. Was it on Fox? <laughs> no, NBC. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Molly Sims is in it. Okay. Oh, that's. Yeah, you don't go. see her much anymore, huh? Yeah, she was Sorry, she was hot for a second. Yeah, uh, James Conn was in it. He's cool. Wow, that's a good catch. Um, yeah, Tom Selleck. Shut your mouth. Yes. No, I We're will doing not. That one. <laughs> oh, Randall Park. That was probably one oh. of his first roles. I really like him. I was gonna say that's gotta be an early role for him. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, he's comical. But yeah, yeah, whatever. We'll get back to our show. Yeah. So back uh, <laughs> back to. <laughs> I was going to say the last man standing on earth. The last man on earth. Just a combo of the Fox shows. Um, I was pleasantly surprised to see Jason Sudeikis in this. I, oh, God. Know, I, got, I met a big ass crush on Jason Sudeikis. Oh, I love Jason Sudeikis. Uh, I think we mentioned in one of the other episodes. I just finished uh, that one where he's a soccer coach, that show. Mm-hmm. And God, it is so good. Yeah. He is. I really like, did you see how suave he looked in this too? He had like nice loafers on and like a really nice haircut. You yeah. Know, had a flow going. Else, like, a bag of cool. I love Jesus. Yeah. Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Um, he actually, what's funny is um, he's actually seen in the first one because he, when he hangs his family portrait up in the pilot episode, mm-hmm. his brother is him. So it was planned obviously from the beginning. They're really good friends. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. In real life, Jason. Well, they're both, SNL, I guess, and right. yeah, Will Forte. They're they're friends in real life. Okay, so that's why. 
I like it. A bunch of people have like joined them now. Well, not a bunch. I guess a bunch is like a, a big they statement. Actually, a few. They have a decent cast, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. It was Mary uh, Steenbergen who was there. Yeah. Uh, she plays Gail. She was the mom and, <laughs> and stepbrothers. That's like how I first got introduced to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, the big guy. Mary Dill uh, Ted Danson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Don't go to worry. I'm sorry. Good I just doing love them. As, I love them as a pair. Okay, go ahead. Who was the? Ba- so is it like? So I assume that January Jones and the big dude are a couple. Yeah. Way to this is this is a great way to marry up. Um, huh? <laughs> Apocalypse. I love. Yeah, you're like I'm one of the last guys on the earth. <laughs> yeah. In one of the, in part of the uh, episode, they're just just throwing out movie quotes together. I thought that was really cute. They like change oh, movies back and forth. He did a hell of a Morgan Freeman voice, though, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. That was- I, like, looked down for a second when he was doing Shawshank. I was like, oh, my God, it sounds just like him. <laughs> and then he goes all of a sudden, he's like, we're going to do the movie seven. She's like, what's in the box? <laughs> that so good. Yeah, no, <laughs> they're You cute. and I riding a train. Yeah, they're a cute couple, so. Yeah, that was funny. And I like how she is, like the one who can do everything when he was, when they're like, can you know how to start a fire? He's like, of course I do. Where's the oven mitts. And she's like, I got it. Like, <laughs> like, and she's the one with like the gun and like everything. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk some, some characters here. First, I'm going to talk about, uh, actually we'll talk about the director, uh, Nisha Ganatra. All right. Nisha Ganatra. That's what we're going to go with. Uh, yes. while in film school, Ganatra, directed several episodes of MTV's long-running series, The Real World. I thought oh. that was pretty cool. That, while she's in film school. The real world. That, that's oh. pretty fucking awesome. That is, I guess I didn't... Okay, that's neat. Um, Kinatra is part of a mentorship program with NBC who seeks out uh, and provides talented females with the same opportunity as male counterparts. She started this because she was on the hunt for like a cinematographer. She noticed that men's reels were far superior than the women's reels, but finding out that they had, you know, given they were given bigger budgets, so they had better equipment, larger crews, more elaborate productions. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been, you know, known to hire all female crews, um, nice. and uh, you know, I think that's just really cool that she goes out and tries to do something like that. Cause there are a lot of females in the industry that are trying to make it in, but they're not necessarily from my experience, you know, directors and, and stuff like that. They're mostly yeah. like casting PAs, stuff like that. What are you that. trying to say? Casting is not as good as being a director, Joseph? No, I'm just saying I, <laughs> most of the females that I've dealt with there are don't. That was what I always wanted to do. I wasn't as interested in it, but there were some um, ladies when I went to film school that wanted to be that. A lot of screenwriters. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm just mean like, it's cool that she's doing these sort of programs and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, And, you know, in that program that I talked about, she selects female directors to be given the opportunity to shadow for up to three episodes of an NBC series. And the participants will be able to direct at least one episode in the series um which they've been shadowing so that's pretty cool and that's a good network Mm -hmm. like our friends at fox (laughs) jason sudeikis his character is mike miller um he was born with anosema no anosmia (laughs) anosmia which means he can't can't, smell which means he couldn't smell or taste 
ever? When he was born. Oh, okay. Wait, actually. Was he currently? Is it? Does I, it go away? Oh my god, I gotta look this up. I can't believe I didn't follow up on this. I read it as like. What is your life if you have never <laughs> <laughs> like? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what do you? Oh my god, he never... still has it. What? It's a tragedy. They told Olivia Wilde says fiance Jason Sudeikis can't smell because of a medical condition, but her son thinks it's a Lego up his nose is to blame. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is he crazy. That's that why he has such a good looking nose. Seriously. Because he doesn't have to like smell the world. Shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, wow, that's crazy. Like, that's even more crazy. I imagine, I imagine it's also like a great dieting tactic too, because you're like, ah fuck it, I can't taste anything anyway. Just oh, for real. Salad. Yeah, I can just eat all the salad because it doesn't nothing matters. Um, guess who his maternal uncle is? Give me a hint. I want to guess. Um, it, it has a Ted dancing connection. Woody Harrelson? No, there's some Cheers references in here. Yeah, that's why I went with Woody. All right, who is it? Norm. <gasps> I met Norm. And I had a drink. I brought. I made sure when I met him, I brought a drink over to the table. That's, that's cool. awesome. That's... I didn't know that. So it's his mother's brother. Yep. Cool. Uh, he has co-starred in five movies with which actress? Do you know which actress? Okay. Uh, let me think about this for a minute. Jennifer Aniston. Yep. Nailed it. Bounty Hunter. I was, it was my first guess, but I wanted to do it like an educated guess. So I had to think for a second. Okay, go. Bounty Hunter, Horrible Bosses 1 and 2, We're the Millers and Mother's Day. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I didn't see Bounty Hunter. The other one did. So Mary Steenburgen, she plays Gail. She is married to Ted Danson. Um, another Cheers reference, like a saying was coming. You ruined it early in the episode, so sorry. Whatever. Sorry, everyone. That's just her mo, I guess. It's just who I am. Um, when she lived in her Manhattan apartment, she lived next door to what SNL cast member? He made an appearance so she, on a recent episode of SNL. So, well, okay. Well, I've been missing a lot of them lately. So she, okay, let me think of her age. Give me another hint. His name has to do with height. <laughs> I don't know. Martin Short. Oh, Martin Short. Yeah, I should have known. Oh, I'm just, I'm such a fucking idiot. Why am I, why am I like this, Courtney? What, what now? I misread what I wrote. It's Steve Martin. Oh, <laughs> you know what? A lot of people do that with those two, though. That's funny. Why did I just but Steve I was Martin? Dyslexic for me, like I couldn't read. <laughs> no, a lot of people do that, and plus they do that like special together. Um, yeah. Oh, Mark, I love Steve Martin. She is actually one of twenty-five actresses to have won an Academy Award for their performance in a comedy. Which movie? I don't know. I forget. I wrote I wrote these earlier in these notes. You can't you can't you can't so sorry. Don't write me with holes here, all right? Uh in both Time After Time and Back to the Future Three, she played a love interest of a time traveler who later came uh who later became one herself. In the former, she yes. was from the time traveler's future, in the latter she was from the past. Um, hot take, I love Back to the Future Three. Not a lot of people do. Really hot take? I could care less of the Back to the Future series. Okay, that's, that's despicable. 
he tries to go back and like hits on his mom. It's creepy. Like check he, out. No, he she hits on him because she doesn't know. Yeah, it's just, it's I I don't know incest. Go you know some people like it. Some people those don't, used to be you know? funny storylines in the eighties. Okay. <laughs> okay. If that's did what you, you do January it. Jones? She's in this. Not that I give no. I only did I do three each time. You know this. Well, no, I was just I know I was just going to mention that January Jones is in this as well. She's a recognizable face. She's in Pitch and Perfect, right? To, she used to date Jason Sudeikis. She's not in Pitch Perfect. No, she's in Mad Men. Um, oh yeah, Jason she was the Sudeikis. woman. Mad- she was the wife in Mad Men. God, she was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's from South Dakota. She's like dry paint. No, that does not surprise me that she's from South Dakota. <laughs> like she is terrible, and she's one that never told the father of her son. What Jason Sudeikis? She had a kid. Yeah, and will never say who the baby's. No, he's not a baby. He's a child now. Father is. It's like a big thing. All right. No idea. Her name is the same is the same month as her birth. So look at that. I know that. Yeah. Oh, that's all. We're not liking her very much. I know quite a bit about January Jones for some reason. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because she was number 12 on 2011 Maximum's hot list. No, I don't think that's the reason. I used to watch Mad Men, though. So I was kind of, you know, but um, I did, too. She was she was really hot in that. This, I think it's the red lipstick and just the nostalgia factor. Yeah, everybody looks good in that show because when you put them in 1960s clothing, it's not like today where we're in pajamas at Walmart. So anything looks, anything's a step up. Oh, yeah, Courtney. Uh, one other thing I forgot to tell you. Guess what? <sighs> Live watch. <laughs> Tandy and the group say goodbye to Zay Hot. I I forgot how to say it. Zoom. Some kind of mansion. See who want Tejo. <laughs> we're gonna go with that. Z who want Tejo. Because there were dead people in the walls. Uh, yeah. They did one last trip to see if they could find anyone else, um, and they found out they were still suffering from a raging case of HPV, or human people vanished. So what is it? Some kind of murder palace? What? Why were the people in the walls? Was it some kind of like murder palace? I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. We're the same amount of things. Why are you going to ask me those questions? Well, I didn't know if they said it in the flash. You know, when they did the, the flashback is so quick. We're like 57 episodes in and you still have to explain that. Move on. They <laughs> did, however, find goats on that trip. Uh, they mm-hmm. plan to head to Tapachula. Uh, by train to pick up the remaining goats and then head to Cancun. And by train, I mean they put a train on the back of an 18-wheeler. That's just so smart. It's so smart. Uh, what's up with Tandy's eyebrows? Okay, thank you. That is one of my very first notes. Three right in a row. Why is he completely bald? What's with the weird ponytail? And what's with the bushy eyebrows? They weren't like that in the pilot. No, he just must have been going off the rails because it seems like he grows up throughout the episode and those were like his hanging on to his youth. That's but, what I came up with. But eyebrows don't... Stay with me for a moment. I don't know about yours. Do your eyebrows just all of a sudden like go walling out within four years' time? <laughs> no, it looks like he probably just did it with like a marker <laughs> or like shoe polish. They're huge. Yeah. He looks like uh, he looks like he should be on Shit's Creek. Oh my god! <laughs> Goes right in with the lovies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That was gnarly. And the, I mean, his rat tail is obviously just like whatever. It's pretty. Bad I mean, yeah. I think that they're probably just like 
You know what struck me more funny was like the Jason Sudeikis is in like a nice shirt and loafers with like his hair done. I was like, oh, frick. Like they're all in like nice clothes and stuff. And it's like, there's five of you, seven of you. You know what I mean? It's like, whatever. He's still acting the same as if he was single. Right. (laughs) So they decided they're going to blow up the house and they sing Our House by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Our house is a very, very, very nice house house with two cats in the yard. Life Life could be be so hard. hard. I almost forgot the words there. Now everything is easy because of you. I think Young was in that too. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young did that song. I could be wrong. Yes, it was it was the Nash days. No, not the Nash days, the Young days. Neil Young. Yo, yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry. Crosby Stills, Nash and Young. Yes. It was the four of them. I've seen Crosby Live. Oh, I'm so jealous. Mm-hmm. I love them. My father we used to have remember cassettes and like how sometimes there would just be one song on each side of the cassette. Yep. For, for some unknown reason. Or it'd be like so, a single with an alternative version on the back. Yeah, it's like, so he had Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, one of them. And one was This Old House, and then the other side was You Got It Made. So anytime I think of that band, I think of just like in his truck. And then you just have to flip for two songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they decide to blow up this house, and they get out their goggles and unsoft hats. <laughs> that was a super <laughs> funny line. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And Tandy kills the two goats that they picked up earlier that had run in front of the house, like ran away from them. <laughs> well, she goes, he's like about to like detonate it. And she's like, wait. And he's like, what? And hits it. And then like a chunk falls out of the house and like hits the goats <laughs> because she saw that they were like on the stairs. I'm like, oh my gosh. And then they leave uh, Todd, a self-driving. Oh, Melissa and Todd leave a self-driving car for Jasper, who's like a 13-year-old kid that's with them. I was just going to say, yeah, he's the kid. And I wondered why he wasn't just in the episode, but I couldn't really figure it out. I tried to do like a little bit of research, but I I couldn't really figure it out. He was in um, like a show or movie probably at the same time. Oh, okay. Uh, So they're getting ready to go. And can we talk about how Carol said that? Her sleep apnea has developed in the full-blown day apnea. <laughs> she like comes out. Which, just... I've never felt more like someone. Than that. <laughs> she comes out of the house with like this mask on. She says that it's a because CPAP. You... yes, it's a CPAP machine. And she's carrying a CPAP. I've never seen a CPAP machine that big though. Oh, they're giant. Oh, my dad had like giant. a tiny one. No, no, Joe. The, the nowadays they take up half your face when you sleep. Why? Cool. Oh, because you can bleed, you can use your mouth now. Before yeah. you used to just have to breathe through your nose. No, it goes all it goes it covers literally your only eyeballs up when you wear a CPAP. Oh, okay. She looked like the <laughs> dude that was in uh, Mad Max, the new yes. one. <laughs> yes, she looked like Bane. And then she like she like puts on sunglasses. She's like, I thought these would like even it out. some great lines in this like i'm not gonna lie they like just made me laugh yeah they Um, are comical oh no wait you skipped over the part that i thought was wicked funny when they're when they're about to detonate the house and they go okay we're gonna have a 21 gun salute but she just has a machine gun and it's like (laughs) she was like that i think that's about 21 and he goes that was beautiful thank you When they arrive at Tapachula, they discover that the goats are missing. 
Tandy and Mike set out to find them, um, like to find the goats and then to find a house. And they jam out to let me lick you up and down till you say stop. Let me play with your body, baby. Make you real hot. Let me do all the things you want me to do. Cause tonight, baby, I want to get freaky with you. <laughs> you go freak me by silk. Thank you. You're welcome. Excellent. Excellent job. I hope um, people what, know that we don't actually sing when we do this. No, I um, I meant to say that when we were jamming to the Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, because I can do much better than what was happening. We did actually pretty... <laughs> I think both of us could decently sing when we try. And we um, have in front of a crowd at the old Christmas party. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, first at the Christmas party, I went to the bathroom to break the seal like oh, an idiot. Yeah. And I came back and you guys had requested Adele for me. Yes. And that was when it first came out. Though. Yeah. Like she was new. bumping back then. Yeah. They made me do Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. So at least you got like a good tune. No, I had a solo with just <laughs> vocals. There's a video um, of me dancing and then putting my my top hat that I had on your head. Yeah. <laughs> um, we didn't have HR, so anything went. Um, I, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have a quick aside, which is it's really nice that he could come across his brother, right? Like, it's nice that you find family because he was, from what I put together, he was an astronaut. So when the virus happened, he was up in space or like a space station. Oh. Okay. So, okay. So I think that's really nice, <laughs> but it gets into like an issue with procreation because now you're like limiting it even more because like if you and your lady are going to have a baby, like you need some, another pair to have a baby. But in this case, they couldn't because the babies would be cousins. It gets into an issue with, with trying to repopulate. The I world. think you're the only one that's really diving into this issue. Because I don't want to be alone on Earth. Consistently <laughs> diving into this. So you're going to be one of those people in biology class to have the squares that you what like, squares? that you put like the chromosomes in so you figure out it, what eye color and what hair color they got. No, have. I don't know. Not like that. But I mean, like, if I'm the last person on Earth, like, I've got to figure out how to repopulate. Why are you whispering? I'm not. <laughs> people are going to hear you regardless. <laughs> I'm not whispering. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I know. I was like, I was like, <laughs> it's a serious topic, people. <laughs> okay. So let's, for one uh, moment, when they were on the train, talk about how he's like, listen, my brother is really sad. So we, we got to try to not show like affection around him. And then to the heavy set guy, the guy <laughs> he's like, okay, so give me a friendship kiss. And the guy's like, oh, of course. And leads in. He's like, that was a test. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes, love that you guys are, um, the love that you guys are kissing here on the train, but uh, we're going to have to do no PDA. Thank you. <laughs> and then when, when he shook hands with his lady later, she had like, like a, she's like, the little things that really make this show fun yes and you have to like you got to pay attention to them because they are what puts it all together so while they're with though they're looking they have a robot dog named clancy um 
And later that night, Tandy takes his robot dog for a walk. Uh, he returns to the house where that they found earlier. That was just kind of like an old dumpy house. It just kind of reminded them of their their old house, their grandparents' house. Like an old farmhouse type thing. Yeah, and it has like old furniture. It's just totally different from the mansion that they lived in before. But Clancy's batteries corroded. Um, so he decides to dig a, a grave for Clancy and a real dog appears and then runs off. The next day, the goats come back and they head for Cancun. Mike spots the dog that Tandy saw the night before. Tandy runs out of the truck and digs a future grave for himself. He explains that everything they need is in Tapachula with the fresh food sources and that way they are lit there the way they are living has kind of reached what he calls their expiration date and tandy and the group decide that they're going to stay in tapachula well i mean there's literally fresh fruit hanging from the trees i couldn't understand why they were leaving that location yeah because he goes what are those avocado is that an avocado tree he goes yeah it seems to be brown and green something (laughs) something stupid yeah like i didn't i mean there was several goats which is like goat meat goat milk goat butter like you know you could think of like a bajillion things mm-hmm. there's like tr- a lot of trees with fruit hanging from them i was like again why are they going to cancun where it just seems like it'll be hotter than balls yeah and what he says is like when we get there is it going to be like ransack stores and yeah. they're going to run out of resources all things i brought up in the first episode and now they have mm-hmm. a more sustainable future so he digs this grave and he goes it's for me uh, not now in the future. Uh, and he like makes a speech and they all decide that they're going to stay in Tapachula. Yeah. Yeah. Tandy disconnects the train from the truck and gives Mike, his brother, the keys to go out and find his own happiness. He cuts off his rat tail as a parting gift. <laughs> and <laughs> Mike gives it. him his armpit hairs. <laughs> he tapes it to the back of his neck and he's like, whenever you're missing me, you just give that a tug. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> he's going to hold up. <laughs> Oh my god! But when he when he walks back to his girl, she goes, "Your rat tail, it's gone." He goes, "But the rat remains." Like I don't know why this struck me so funny. That's funny. I love that. Just the one liners they have of this. Yeah. Uh, Tandy returns to the truck and expresses his happiness, but his happiness is shortly stopped by a group of dis- discovers well, that. Okay. You gotta like set this up a little bit more. They're all on the train and they're like pa- they're like unpacking all their stuff, right? And one by one, they're like exiting the train and they keep coming back and they're like, uh, Tandy, like you gotta come out here and see this. So they're like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. It's gonna be great. And he's just like babbling. Yeah, and then they just keep going, oh, you really have to see this. And they go out and they see that they are surrounded by people with masks on. Um, like literally <laughs> like, surrounded everywhere. Like, like, how many people would you say? Like, a couple hundred? Yeah, probably. It was, like, quite a few. Yeah. Yeah. And from what I gathered online, it says that these people are from an underground bunker. Okay, yeah, I'm going to explain that. So, the last thing, the very last thing we see in all of this is they come out and literally they're just surrounded by hundreds of people who look freaky because they're in gas masks. And he just goes, holy farts. And then that's how it ends. Like, that's forever. That's forever. I was like, what? So, yeah, do you want me to fill you in? on please okay enlighten me so again because i said earlier that he thought that they would get the season five so he obviously didn't mean to end it on holy farts um so 
he, these are folks who went down in a bunker when the virus first started and with them is like a scientist or somebody who knew that at a certain point the virus would be dormant and then they could all resurface. And so literally they're coming out of the train at the point that all these people are resurfacing for the first time. And the bunker people think that like the core group is a threat. So they quarantine them and eventually like they both figure out they can trust each other. They're all nice, blah, blah, blah. But (laughs) this show's like a little dark too, I guess, Joe. So when they let them out of the quarantine, it's fatal for all the bunker people because the core group are immune to the virus, but they're still carriers for it. So one by one, they would have affected the bunker people and they all die off. And then it would be back to the core group, except for maybe like one other like star that would join the group. And that's how it would be for like the first four or five episodes of season five. He didn't have the very end figured out yet but that would Mm -hmm. be like the first um arc of season five basically so basically it would go back to that midway through the season was it dr fauci (laughs) i think he was in the bunker yeah i I, so i watched a movie called greenland and it was all about people were selected to go to an underground bunker to like survive and some people got the text message and some people didn't Oh. It was really good. Gerard Butler was Is it true? No, it was Gerard. Is it true? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Maybe it was an experiment. No, it, asteroids were about to hit the Earth. It was a fucking... Oh, we didn't say that part. But that, that exists. I hope you know that. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. I have a family well, member who's on a list. A saved... Like, if the I'm world ends. Like, a, a restart list. list. I am not on the list. But I have a family member who's on a list. I would feel suffocated in the bunker. <laughs> I'd rather just die with the rest of us. <laughs> like, just put me in the streets. Like, I just don't, I don't know. I don't know how I'd handle just being chronically alone. Yeah. And also, I wouldn't know if I had to live with those five people. Like, guys, let's get a compound. Each take your own house. We'd all all, all have to live in the same house. That would bug me more than anything. Oh my god! I'd be alone. You imagine just nonstop roommates. You can't see anybody yeah. else. <laughs> Forget literally that. go away. Like let's yeah, stay like, close in case we need each other for something. But, but get like the literally fuck out leave of my me face. alone. Yeah, like it would be bad. And um, do you ever see Blast from the Past from with Brendan Fraser where he's stuck down there in the, with his parents from the sixties? Oh my god! Holy crap! I remember that movie. Holy crap. Yeah. I totally forgot about yeah. that movie. You just reminded me of it. Yeah. What's the name of it? Blast from the Past? Blast from the Past. And he like resurfaced after like 30 years and everything. Yeah. And everything is like even the 90s, right? But like yeah, when they go they downstairs, the... everything looks like like a film set the in 60s. the 1960s. Yes. Yeah. Because they they didn't realize that like, well, I can't remember whatever the the thing was. They didn't realize that it was still okay up on Earth. So they just never came out and peaked. And like all of a sudden, then they like just. Well, like, oh that's my what I feel like. What <laughs> You just like unlocked a part of my brain. Yeah. Oh, you could should go watch it tonight. It what? goes with the theme of this. Do you want to know? There's another movie that's like that that just reminded me of. And speaking of which, it has the dude from the Connors in it. Um, it has giant ants in it too. 
Well, I told you about this one, Love and Monsters. That kind of has parts of it, too. They say in bunkers because there was some, like, radiation that happened and it made all of, like, the animals and the bugs, like, all, like, mutants, basically. That's a cool. I like that movie, too. What is the name of it? It's going to bother me. Ah, John Goodman. Oh, are you thinking? I know what you're thinking with John Goodman. Are you thinking like, um, it was a it, it's a it's called sequel. Matinee. Oh, I was thinking Cloverfield. Like, well, no, I didn't know. I oh, yeah, he was in the second Cloverfield. That's right. Yeah. Um No, this is called Matinee. It came out in 1993. And it's a similar concept. Um, no, but it's just like a period piece. Okay. All right. It, it's like really weird. It has to do with like I don't I don't know. It's so weird. It like haunted my dreams when I was little. Um, <laughs> well, like, now we're giving everyone like end of the world like a yeah, watch that they the can Cuban, go watch during the Cuban Missile Crisis and like yeah they're like in this movie theater and there's like these people with like bug heads and stuff. Oh, that's what I remember. Freaky. Like mutants type of movie. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think the I don't think the bunker life is. I don't think me. I did that justice to whatever that movie is. I'll Google it. Uh, We're not your damn Google it's machine. Ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes matinee. I will have to check that out. So yeah, there we go. There's a little two movies for everyone to go revisit, a little end of the world action. Um yep. one's a comedy. I don't think the one I talked about is a comedy. It does not sound like one. It sounds horrifying. No, it's really creepy. It's in black and white and color. It like switches back and forth too. So it's like really creepy. All right. Whatever. We're just, we're just rambling on. (laughs) Thank you all for tuning in this week. Uh, Make sure to follow us on Instagram at spoil everything pod. And Courtney, I want to hear some last words from you. My parting words are that. I think that if an, a disaster of this magnitude was coming, I'm the one in the closet because I <laughs> I tend to be a hider. I'm not a fighter, which is why maybe the bunker life would be good for me. I'm glad that you have found yourself. Thank you. Right. This, this, is, this is really... <laughs> enlightened you to your fight or flight symptom uh, yes. like symptom. well you know i i play this video game it's a friday the 13th video game and the whole point of the video game is you're supposed to fight jason yeah and you're you're one of the campers or the counselors or whatever i am constantly hiding under the bed <laughs> like i'm never fighting him and i feel like that's what i would be like in a real situation like a horror movie type situation wow I I'm would, not going to get out there with the machete and just I thought you were, I thought you had the, the last girl complex. Oh, I am the final girl. Oh, but you get to be the girl. final girl because you know when to hide and you know when to fight. You okay. can't just come out balls to the walls. Yeah. We should go hide <laughs> over in that cemetery. That commercial. Why don't we just get in the running car? Why don't we car? just get in the running car? What are you, crazy? <laughs> Let's go hide behind all the chainsaws. <laughs> I hate that commercial. Fuck you, Geico. If anyone wants to know how to survive a horror movie, we can have a, an aside to this because uh, I have been studying them since I was three years old. And there's some tactics to this. Okay, okay there seem to be a, under, a lot of underlying problems that associate themselves <laughs> with that. So. so we've been challenged to do a bad boy show. So I think we'll do some research, try to find a show with a bad boy in it. And uh, we'll compare them to like how much cooler I am than them than how I kind of <laughs> set the epitone for 
for mid 2000s. She's she described it as we should do a podcast episode about the brooding bad boys that fucked us, fucked us up for life. I kind of am interested to find out who this is now, but we shall keep them <laughs> nameless. But tune in next time. See what we're talking about. See what we end up doing. Thank you all for checking us out. And I love you. <laughs>